Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and a Black... Mm. By and a black, um, by and about black people. Currently, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by BB Austin, and today we're discussing chapter 16. Happy Black Magical History Month! Um, so to start it off, uh, what did we discuss in chapter 15 of Amari and the Night Brothers? We talked about Amari going on a prison mission, which started with the adults in the room saying oh yeah now that you've just said that indicated your interest and actually like going to talk to Moreau let's go do that right now (laughs) and so that's immediately what Amari has on her plate going to talk to the biggest magical villain in this world in less than two minutes I mean they said you got it two hours yeah she got got at least 30 minutes I mean, come on now. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) So sorry. She got a briefing. Speed briefing. They said welcome to level they said welcome to level seven. And uh Here's Lord Kensington to take you on your way. (laughs) This is this is all you need, kid. You're all good. You need some support? Here's this elevator. Good luck. (laughs) The the same elevator who called you. A street rat, street urchin, for stepping up to it. Like that same one. He said, You can't spell unicorn. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Though, um, this time, this elevator is a little bit more, you know, apologetic for his earlier ways. He's seen the error in his ways because he misjudged um, Amari. Um, and is willing to like let that be known, like is going to be the bigger AI in this moment and be like, hey, um, I read you wrong, kid. That's my bad. You're really brave for taking this on. And this is also, this is something I meant, meant to mention before. Uh, it's very interesting that the AI is programmed to think that Amari getting into this venture is a brave thing instead of a reckless thing that perhaps should be given more thought. I mean, he's a clout chaser, so, you know, Mm -hmm. he's like, nah, this is brave, and I'm about to tell all of my passengers about this momentous moment in my uh, career as the lord of the elevator. (laughs) He was like, you might be running this department one day, and the last thing I want is for you to decommission me (laughs) and get a new elevator. My bad, my bad. Let me lay the groundwork now. We go way back. He's an elevator. He's a track star. That's that's what's going. Um, and the elevator track stars oh Mari God. down. Into- <laughs> I'm sorry. We can't just say that and not. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Okay. No. Okay. Wow. The elevator then track stars Amari down <laughs> to Moreau's chamber, past the demons that she's in the dark, past things that are just moving and shaking and oh scaring her. Uh, Amari gets down to Moreau, finds an old man in a rocking chair who uses his ability to make illusions to show her great wonders as well as um, some hybrids that could be her hybrids where she chooses to side with the magicians and the side of using your powers to get back at your your haters basically all of them and Amari does consider it she has a moment where she's like that would be cute like I could get on um the grants and the uh Van Helsing's of the world that would be really cute for me however actually I'm not about that life and um, whether it's a performance on her end, whether it's a performance on Moreau's end in the way that he's being creepy and throwing things at her willy-nilly without actively trying to um, conjole her based on what he knows about her, saying initially that she would never want to hurt anyone, we are yet to see. Um, and with that, we set ourselves up for chapter 16. Wow. That was masterful. And hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm trying my hardest to keep it together. 
Um, <clears throat> so, so now we're at the debriefing. She was briefed and now she's being debriefed, which sounds like wild. Sorry for saying it like that. Anyway, um, so she's like hurrying over so fast that she almost runs over Dr. Uh, Director Van Helsing, who isn't amused, but who cares? He sucks. Who cares? And so do his kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they go in the de- debriefing room, which is really small, the size of a closet. Um, and so Amari says immediately when she sees Magnus and Fiona, what was Quentin working on? What did Moreau mean when he said he was looking into something he shouldn't? What did my brother find that got him kidnapped? Um, and so this is kind of like honestly disappointing to me. So Magnus is like, Vanquish worked directly under me. If he or Maria were looking into anything out of the ordinary, I'd know about it. Um, Fiona's, Fiona's like, Fiona's like, we believe Moreau was merely mocking us. Um, so does Luna. So does Luna. Um, and it's like, at most, it was an attempt to turn you against the Bureau and recruit you to your uh, to his way of thinking. Um, so that's kind of it. They don't really, like, take what he said with any, like, as anything worth looking into, which is like, so then why... Well, that Amari knows, so... Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, it is possible that they're trying to keep her in the dark, but it did also kind of like, there have been other moments where they make a face or they look at each other or something, you know what I mean? Where it can be clear Mm -hmm. that they're not that they're keeping something from her. Yeah, Yeah. and in this case, it kind of felt like I don't know. It kind of felt like they they just are like, eh, none of this is useful. Not taking him seriously. Like, not taking it seriously. Well, I think Um, that there's also something about, like, and you get the sense, especially from, like, Van Helsing, um, and possibly just, like, everyone in the Bureau of Supernatural Investigations, not, sorry, the Department of Supernatural Investigations, if not the Bureau as a whole, which is that they know everything and they are the, like, keepers of truth and, like, are on top of everything and not in the dark, you know what I mean? And there's nothing kind of about, at least about the supernatural world that they can, that they can learn. Um, and it's very like arrogant. Um, even if it's not dishonest, it's just this like sense of like superiority and they are the end all be all of like supernatural life, which is, especially with some when you're dealing with someone like Moreau can be very dangerous because you're then like discounting um or ignoring things that could help you actually like learn yeah like it's very um, black and white they're very like this is this is what is and this is what isn't um yeah and then things that like kind of challenge that show, yeah they just kind of seem to either ignore or just kind of like have an excuse for it mm-hmm. For me, I'm questioning whether it's oversight or if it's a front. Like, are you, is it like what you were saying that they just like have oversight that um, they're not actively like questioning and probing where they ought, where they should be, or are they putting on a front for Amari's sake or whatever? Like, they're acting like they have it all together, but they actually know that like they have things under wraps that they don't really want to share with her like how good how on top or on off top they are on these things yeah and I kind of feel like maybe it's a little bit of both but like one thing is like Amari says like you know Moreau promised to tell the truth and they're just so easily dismissing it as like him lying or exaggerating and I think about this because I um I've been reading a lot of historical mysteries in which like the elite uh kind of nobility has this like thing about like not lying like gentlemen do not lie or nobility do not lie so they take everything as face value and like the reason why i enjoy reading these historical mysteries and stuff is like well he wouldn't he he said this and you're like people like if if you murdered someone telling a lie doesn't seem to be (laughs) like you know like that like beyond the pale but because it's like the kind of kind of the cornerstone of their society and like the way that those things work they don't ever like kind of 
think about the possibility that someone is lying. Um, and it seems like a no-go zone. And I kind of felt like that was Moreau in terms of like, there's like an honor, like there's no point in saying like, you know, we're going to be completely truthful if you're, if you know that you're not going to be completely truthful or if that's like easily, or if you say things that are like kind of easily disproven. So I kind of do believe that he was telling the truth. Like there's ways also, you know, I love me some say there's ways to manipulate the truth. There's ways to be truthful and still kind of like, you know, um, mislead someone with the truth, but they they just seem to kind of wave it off as like he's lying or he's trying to manipulate you and um not even like maybe he's trying to manipulate her yet or like yes he's definitely trying to manipulate her but maybe he's also doing that with the truth and you guys need to look into it yeah and like and like Diablo said like it's possible they just are not telling her um yeah everything that they actually believe um but yeah, it definitely just felt like, okay, y'all are, y'all did all Very that dismissive. to do what? Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so then Amari's like, well, what about what he said about regaining what was taken? Is that an item? Is it the item of immense destruction um, that y'all won't tell me about? Um, Murrow seemed pretty sure he could get it even without trading Vanquish. Fiona winces and Magnus looks smug and is like, this was your idea. Um so Fiona's like, that item is none of your concern. Just know we have taken every possible precaution to keep it safe. Um, and Amari is kind of like, her head is kind of spinning. She's like, so not everything was a lie, but couldn't that also mean that none of it was a, was a lie? Um, Morose made such a big deal of telling each other the truth. Um, and then Amari's like, he said he would destroy this place. Are, aren't you worried? And Magnus is like, bunch of mumbo jumbo. This place is a fortress. Nothing in the known or supernatural world can harm it. Which, again, it's like That just seems It just is like dismissive. It doesn't really make sense. Like this dude, they just, his apprentice set 30 hybrids on y'all outpost and you've never seen that many hybrids in one place before, but suddenly it's like unheard of. But my thing is like, so here's my thing. We were talking about, like, Amari's personality, what motivates her, may not motivate us, but, like, is part of her personality, whatever. Um, I was thinking about, like, is this even a thing about um, the, like, the supernatural investigations personality type? Would they want a recruit who would just blithely believe that authorities have everything in hand and like not need some kind of proof that everything was working. Like, why are they acting like this is something that like they should expect from her to like be completely okay with mm-hmm. when like, ideally they probably wouldn't even want to recruit who would just be like, Oh no, everything's fine. Cause then like you can, then if they're out in the field of another authority, it's like, Oh no, everything's fine. Like, that's all it takes for them to, like, be won over? That doesn't make any sense, especially for an investigation kind of type of personality. So I don't see how they could think that this would be feasibly something that would help Amari move on from this conversation. hmm Yeah. And also, like, they know she's launched her own investigation. Like, if you're trying to dissuade her from doing that, you need to be more than, I'm not. I'm just not going to tell you, you know what I mean? Or like, don't worry about it. Like you have to give her a real reason to feel like, oh, this is a dead end. Um, but instead they're just kind of so- like, trust us. <laughs> We're right. safe and, like, here. Like, trust <laughs> us. And I'm like, after you trust, you've, you've trusted Amari who is young and not, is no more than a trainee to go talk to this like level eight, like level a Omega level villain. Mm-hmm. And yet you don't trust her enough to give her anything more than trust us. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, that goes back to what you were saying about, like, their willingness to use her as mm-hmm. a tool, but not accept her. Um, partially, I think that's ageism and, like, she's a child. <laughs> um, and partially it's, you know, she's a magician and they don't actually trust her um, as much as they say they do. Um, and then because she's, you know, not sneaky and they know that her end goal is to get, is to find Quentin. And so she's, is they don't want her to be too reckless in that pursuit. 
So I think there's like a lot of reasons why, you know, it's kind of like a trust us thing. For Magnus, it seems pretty clearly like he doesn't want to give her more ammunition to be reckless than, you know, she already has. But I also feel like there is a way in which you can give her something um, while being mindful of all of those different <laughs> things. Yeah, I you know? think they just can't really make up their mind. Like, yeah. And I do under, like, I guess I appreciate that it's a, like, difficult and weird situation, but it definitely, at least Magnus and Fiona are very torn between, like, doing their job, watching out for Amari. And really, even within that, like, different, they it, it clashes, those two things clash, but then also, like, the, um, even within that, like, there are a lot of different things that they could do, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like they're yeah. trying to keep her in the dark, but also they need her, and, like, they're trying to, like... And they're also fighting amongst themselves, too, right? right? They like, don't, the I don't think any Magnus of them really know what they're doing. <laughs> they're not on the, they are not on the same page, so. No, no. And, like, I guess in some ways it is a good, like, it's not like a, a, the adults know best, which is not just, like, most, not to say that, like, many middle grades are that way, but I think it is, like, kind of showing how messy this is, you know? Because um, yeah. it's just, like, they can't really decide what they want to do. They don't actually have very much information. They're just as scared as, like, the kids that they just brought in, you know what I mean? Like... So it just, it feels like, again, it feels dismissive to me, but I can also appreciate that they also don't really know what's going on. Like they can't, there's not much they can say or really know to say. Yeah. Mm. Um, so Amari wasn't supposed to tell anybody what happened with Moreau, but of course that means that as soon as she saw Elsie, she spilled the beans. Um, I love that for them. So... <laughs> Um, I do too. Elsie is like, you know, what do you, or Elsie asks what Amari's thinking, and Amari's just wondering if, like, again, what if Moreau was telling the truth? Um, what, what if he's so sure about his plan that he doesn't care who knows? Um, and Amari's like, I think he knew the Bureau wouldn't take his threat seriously because he's locked away, but maybe you and I should, which again, but again, it's like they're, the adults have not uh, swayed Amari from like continuing with her plan is right. Like they're not doing a good job of that. But anyway, we're on to step three. Let's go launching our own investigation. Um, so <clears throat> they're trying to figure out kind of where they start. Um, Amari uh, says that, um, she's going to try to figure out what Quentin might have found that got him taken um, because it might help find Moreau's apprentice. And then Elsie will try to research what the uh, item of immense destructive power could be. Um, and she'll, so, which is like, it's it's nice that they're kind of like playing to their strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the tasks are still like, it's not like they're easy. They're easier said than done for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that they're just like, okay, well, I'll just do the thing that makes that's like easiest for me. Um, and I love that Elsie's starting point is the library. Exactly. She's like, um, and, and she's like, even if there's nothing in the main library, I got a couple other like, she's not like putting everything on the library. She's just like, there, that's my first stop. And I'm, after I'm, that, I, I got have a my ways more. of gaining knowledge. Exactly. Whether it's in the library or not. She's a genius yes. inventor, okay? She might she might just mess around and create an immense destructive power detector. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so yeah, so Amari's like, the more we know, the better. Um, and then Elsie's like, be careful. Um, now we're the ones looking in the stuff into stuff we aren't supposed to, um, which is a good point. Like this, they're now they're officially looking for what they suspect is the thing that got Quentin Vanquish. And, yeah, that got Vanquish, like, you know, not to mention the the trouble they could get um in with the Bureau. Um mm-hmm. 
So Elsie's it's already just, on thin ice as a were dragon in a Mario exactly. magician. Like so they're very right much like, you know, we definitely got to get care- be careful. We can't get caught. Um, but <clears throat> but Amari's like, we we won't. We can't. So we won't, you know? Um, so the next morning we're back to training. We are getting our first lesson on sky sprints. Uh, but Amari's also like, still kind of thinking about Blackstone Prison. She's having a hard time uh, not thinking on. about it, um, which is, you know, understandable. She's thinking about the hybrids, you know what I mean? Like, what about Moreau's plan? Like, so there's just a lot going on. But again, she's like, concentrate. If you fail the tryouts, it won't matter what Moreau said. Um, I love a self pep talk. Like, we yeah. usually like, I need to get it together. Yeah. Like, girl, like, girl, what are you doing? Come on. Yep. One step I, I be having those moments. Sometimes I'm just like, stop. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, you start freaking out. You're like, no, wait. <laughs> you don't need to do all this. It's cool. It's not always yeah. easy to get there, but occasionally yeah. you're able to just be like, Err-err. sometimes you be getting in a mode and you just be like, oh, I just got, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to do this, and you be like, you know what? Maybe I got to do all of that. Maybe I like, can maybe just... maybe take a breath. Maybe folk. Maybe yeah. prioritize. You know. You gotta, I sometimes and, think that that's like the best way to like center yourself too is be like, okay, well, you can't do none of this unless until you do this one thing. So let's exactly park like, all of up that. Your, up your brakes. <laughs> <laughs> like, first of all, don't you have a headache? Like, I sure do. Okay, so let's take care of that. Yeah. Are you hungry? Like, let's go. One thing at a time. Like one thing at a time. Yeah. Um. And again, like I also appreciate like we talked about at the beginning of the last episode. Um like when we were speculating about what the other trainees could be doing while she was talking to Moreau, but like, again, having to weigh the, like what's more important in this moment in the investigation. But now she's talked to Moreau. Now she got to pass these tryouts because she don't pass the tryouts. She can't really do nothing. Nothing else. The plans are done. Plans are over with. Um, so she, we, she focuses on um, Magnus's lecture. And so he's talking about these boots that give the wearer the ability to walk horizontally across open air run up walls and hang upside down from ceilings so they're kind of like um if you had chakra from like naruto then you can just they they like to run they like to uh soar through forests instead of like walking they it's also like air stepping and i'm talking about airbender and the kiyoshi series they do air stepping and it's exquisite I am glad that you guys both said these things, even though I don't go to Naruto, but I've seen a little bit of it. Um, fun fact, my niece did like the Naruto ninja run. I think just like, obviously she's never seen Naruto. She's a year yeah. old, but I think just like naturally. naturally. I think my, br- I think my was- brother was doing it yesterday too. And Ami was like, why are you running like Naruto? And I'm like, well, he's also only a year old, so he don't know. <laughs> I probably just like how it feels. They just feel like how it feels to have your arms arms wind under my tails. (laughs) But yeah, the like I'm I for the life of me, I was like, I do not, I cannot visualize these sky sprints at all. And so that was very Mm. helpful. Thank you guys. I was that was gonna be like my little piece in this moment was like, I can't visualize this. What do you mean walk quickly in the air? So you can go this way, but you can't go up higher. I think you probably okay, like, okay, okay, okay. So another one, we've all seen this. Um, this is not a spoiler for spoiler for Wakanda Forever. It's on Disney Plus by the time y'all y'all had two weeks. Um by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> but it's like um Neymar and his uh wings. wings. It's feet. So you know how he like is it looks like he's going up steps or like kind of skating low-key, like when he's moving mm-hmm. in the air. I think of it like that. Like those, like he has those shoes, and he like if you need to get from the ground up, you're kind of like climbing. You have you know to what I mean? go with momentum. You have to create. Yeah. The path. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's kind of how I'm thinking about it. Um. But okay, so you're, you're not like a bird. You don't. You can't have like the air. Yeah, vectors. you're not just kind of like coming up, but you're just kind of like okay, we're I'm you running. It. Yeah, you're like I'm running. Okay, now let's get. Maybe you probably got to get like a running start and get then some height. Little, get some height up, you know. And then all of a sudden you in the air. Um. So, 
when used correctly, they'll give you an advantage over a great many ground-based nasties. Um, and which makes me think of Raven <laughs> from mm-hmm. Not So Raven. But anyway, um, and if you, Can you encounter... imagine every time you see an, a thing like in a field, you're like, "You oh nasty!" <laughs> like you just like, go like. <laughs> I love the idea of the monsters being called nasties. Nasties, though. yeah. You nasties. Um, yeah, and if you encounter one that can fly, um, you'd better be right strong in your technique because these here sky sprints will be your only chance. Um, so there's another moment of just like seeing the, uh, you know, differences in both class and also just like having known this world, right? So most of the Mm -hmm. kids already have their own sky sprints. They're, they look cool. They're super expensive. Like the Van Helsings have these shiny chrome boots with the Du Bois written on cursive on the sides. Um, Others wear Laboom, which (laughs) I really like these names are hilarious, Um, which are made of polished wood. So like they got these like designer sky sprints that they just had to pop out for the class. And then, Amari mm-hmm. and two others are going to use like the pair of standard issue that are like provided for them but so it's... this is like the one thing that like confuses me about this world is like even though like you said like there's um this class divide and these kids already some of these kids already have sky sprints and stuff like they don't though have their supernatural potential unlocked so like anyone like I'm thinking that like Mama Peters, if she runs across a pair of sky sprints, could put them on and they would work for her. She just yeah. didn't know how I to think, use them. I think that it's, yeah. You don't need you don't need your You don't need your supernatural ability to have that. You know what I mean? And some right. kids, one of them kids is like supernatural ability to organize things. Like that doesn't, right. you know what I mean? Like I think it's just a regular, like maybe they have a sport in the supernatural world where you mm-hmm. use them. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, my I thought you were gonna bring up the fact. My thing is like they told them kids they could they didn't have to bring nothing with them, and we knew the kids who had things were gonna bring things with them. That's, that's fine, but I don't know why she, well, Mari couldn't go to her magical closet and have some decent looking sky friends there. Them things expensive and proprietary, but decent looking. Why they gotta be stinky? Like why can't she just have a like a regular regular pair that that are, are fit her size? I feel like. You could do that with like clothing where it kind of has like a, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like a, a glamour on it. So it looks like, you know, it's all just like a piece of clothing that fits you, but there's like a, it looks like however they want it to look. And that glamour magic is a little bit cheaper than like having these, like, this is actually like a piece of technology, um, which is expensive. I just find it suspicious. <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to give you an answer. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm trying to remember. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, Amari's look like worn out sneakers and smell like feet. So that's gross. Um, but she finds that it doesn't act like that doesn't actually matter in terms of like mm. learning how to use them being, um, like having the designer ones and like doesn't it doesn't really make a difference it's just a matter of like how it looks so um after about an hour she's keeping up with the legacy kids um you know regardless of what she has on so it's not like it gives them a advantage i guess the word yeah. is um which is nice yeah and it's got to be like reassuring too it's like you don't mm-hmm. actually need that um so after yeah, after about three hours, she's able to walk across open air without losing her balance. Um, at noon, Magnus has them take a shot at a practice course that um, the agents use. It's called the Invisible Bridge. Um, so it's essentially two diving boards on either sides of the room, and then in between it is a bunch of like punching bags. Excuse me, doing like the pendulum thing, and so like so the at the beginning they're moving slow, and like as it progresses. It's moving like faster and ridiculously faster. fast. This reminds yeah. me of MTV's The Challenge, and I think about like how great it would be if they had <laughs> sky sprints. Yeah, this is very much a like TJ Lavin says, best time wins ten thousand dollars and a one hundred one hundred thousand dollar gift card to Best Buy or whatever they used to give them. 
That just reminds me how long it's been since I watched sorry. the Gauntlet, which was like so many seasons ago. They used they to give them like hundred thousand dollars. They had a hundred thousand dollar gift card to Best Buy. It wasn't like a hundred thousand dollars, but they would no like each oh, challenge. I would be so mad. Like if they if oh, they each individual if they episode won the challenge. Yeah. They would oh, just end the up challenge set. Okay, but like I'm each like, like individual challenge, and it wouldn't be a hundred thousand dollars, but it'd be like a a, a two thousand dollar gift card to Best Buy. Okay, or Maybe they love to give out no, they season. love to give out like Nokia sidekicks for a minute, like oh everybody getting a sidekick <laughs> or a Zoom. Word. The Zooms okay. were hot. I just needed to make sure because I was just like, I'm sorry. At a certain it was never like, a, level, you're a certain like, level, you're like, you can't tell me where I spend this giving money. away a gift card. Yeah. Like, it's just like at a certain level of like money, you can't tell me where I'm spending it. Like that yeah. would make me mad. Yeah. Under five thousand, sure. At a specific spot, especially if it makes sense for like the show. Cool. This is a tangent, but whatever. I just had to know. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah, very... no, this that was a that was an exaggeration on my part, but Word. this does like I just I do take you know, things literally, but uh, yeah, Johnny I've also Bananas. never seen the show, so. <laughs> oh, you got to. It's all on Paramount Plus. Um. Okay. <laughs> let's let's get back uh, back to Amari. Yes. So, yeah, so, but, so, it looks crazy, honestly, but it's optional. So, Magnus is like, who wants to give it a shot? Um, only, uh, five hands go up. So, the Van Helsing twins, um, Amari does, because she's kind of like, she's you know, it might be, she's, she's, yeah, and she says she, it might be her first chance to shine as a trainee, um. Or fall flat on her face. She's, but slightly, she's like she's slightly one strategic. Or the other. She's like she's like I'm either gonna soar or I'm gonna fall on Icarus out here. <laughs> one or the other. It's only two options. It's fine. Um, and then um, and then there's two others who also volunteer. But so Magnus, they don't matter because we. <laughs> yeah, we we'll hear about them. They yeah know, we hear about them, but uh, also, you know, care. it's yeah they're not they're. They're neither good nor bad. They're not Amari's friends, and they're not. That's what we would care about right now. We don't need them yeah. like like we may or may not need the Van Helsings. So <laughs> we need yeah. Amari to have allies, and if she, they're not her, on her side, then we don't care. You know, Black Magical History Month is in full effect, and the content keeps giving. If we do say so ourselves, we've interviewed Crystal Marquis, author of the Davenport's, over on Instagram Live hosted a panel, Fantasy More Than Escape, over on Twitter Spaces, and we've been kikiing with all of you every day with our Black Magical History Month daily challenge over on socials. And there's still so much to come. None of this would be possible without our BNC baddies over on Patreon. With your support, we're able to make space for and celebrate Black fans and creatives. Plus, baddies get cute little perks like monthly live streams, behind the scenes, and bonus content. To support your favorite nerds and our mission, become a baddie today over at patreon.com slash black nerds create. And shout out to our B and C baddies who have been participating so far this month. Okay, so um, Magnus sends them all outside or the five of them outside so that they don't um, basically saying that like it's not fair to the first volunteer to have um, to let the other everyone else watch basically. See it. Yeah. Um, this is very challenged, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so the Van Helsings move to the back of the line, so she has no uh, choice but to take the spot behind them. Um, so for a second, she thinks that Lara might, you know, be focused on the um, on completing the obstacle course and leave her alone. But you know, life doesn't always. Laura said, "I can multitask." <laughs> um, so she's like. <laughs> Uh, nice sky sprints. Those might be the first pair ever made. Um, and so Amari's like over it. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, what's, so she's like, what's your problem with me? I get that you don't like magicians. No one does. Um, but you're the only person who's made it their life's mission to annoy me, which is a good point. Like everybody else is kind of just minded their business. They haven't like stuck up for her. They haven't, you know, been great with her. But they haven't been actively antagonizing her the way that Lara has. Um. And Lara crosses her arms like you don't know. Um, and Amari's like, no, what? I, I just got here. She's like, this is only my third day out here. Like, what are y'all, what are you talking about? Um, and then secondly, you have, a year. Like, secondly, you know that I don't know anything because you've been using that against me this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> Literally this whole time. Um, 
so um so then Ari's like is it because I'm getting all this attention because I don't actually want this attention you can have it and then she's like I had got over two million followers over on like their social media site um I got all the attention then go annoy them them, please please chase a bag get a life um Amari's like, shouldn't like my brother and your sister were partners. Shouldn't we try to be friends? Your brother is the reason my sister wasn't there to watch me get my badge. The reason she's never come back. Is that why and she I'm exists like, to watch you? Hello. Like this is the thing. Like I. But also, so I like, understand. Like you gotta blame Quentin Amari. Like so, first of all, it, there's yeah. a lot of different things here. I mostly want to focus on like what Portia said. Like on the fact that it's the the first thing is she. It's the reason she wasn't there to watch me get my badge. Not. Your brother is the reason I like my sister disappeared. Um, like I get that she's upset, and like I would be too. Like everybody, you know, upset that your sibling is gone. But the her frame of reference for like what that means for her life is is so selfish, skewed, and very selfish. <laughs> um, but then she's like, if Quentin hadn't convinced Maria to help him on some secret case, she'd still be here. She never even liked being a super, a special agent. She wanted to be a trainer like Agent Fiona, but your brother would always convince her to come back. And when she finally ignored him and put in her transfer papers, he guilted her into helping one last time. No one's seen them since. The, these these family members are very uh open, but um, <laughs> but also like I don't know why Blame she would expect of- Amari to know this. To know that, or why it's Amar- why that's on Amari? I ain't got nothing to do with her. Why does her sister not have any agencies? What I need to know. Yeah, like there are just there are just a lot of questions I have, and I just Is feel like Quentin. We already know Quentin's supernatural ability was like a super genius, like right. Not some he like super he like a master yeah. manipulator. Master manipulator. <laughs> right. He didn't have that power where you could just like talk to people and immediately they just do whatever you. They go into trance, like a glamour. Right. Like he's on a he glamour got Jedi mind tricks. That was his supernatural power. Apparently. This is a sidebar, quick sidebar. I where would I find anything about Jedi mind tricks? Like I don't, I've heard it as a topic. I only have ever seen it in any of their actual stuff. Like it happens movies. on the first in the first one in A New Hope when he's like, "We, you already searched this vehicle," and then the guy's like, "We've already searched this vehicle." Mm. Oh. Um, and then I don't know if they do it. In other places, settings. Uh, I can't think off the top of my head, but they had the clones clones where he was like, uh, where he went, um, yeah, I think it was Attack of the Clones when Obi Wan was in the. I think I've only really seen Obi Wan do it, but in the, um, yeah, they were in that pub or whatever, and dude was trying to sell him drugs, and he was like, "You don't want to sell me these, whatever they were called. Like, you don't want to sell me these. Mm -hmm. You want to go home and rethink your life." Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Obi Wan, Obi Wan, be doing it. Ray, Ray might have. Might I haven't. I haven't seen those know. in a long time. <laughs> I I've only seen those, those once much. too. Like, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, just okay. like knowing stage eight Jedi tricks. Mm, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah. So Mamari um, though her her. So after Lara, you know, unburdens all of this on her. <laughs> um, Amari is kind of like, she's also making clicks in her head, though. You know what I mean? She's like, this mm-hmm. sounds like what Moreau was talking about. And like, I gotta, uh, what's the word? Like, no, not, not I gotta tell Elsie, but like, I gotta, um, like somebody to like corroborate what he was saying. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, also tell Elsie. Um, so then she's like, Magnus said he didn't that he'd know if Vanquish was working on something, but maybe they kept from a secret from him too. Which is like, duh, that's the obvious like, like, right? from, not, like not, not for her, but I mean for Magnus to be like, I know everything right. going on with Vanquish. I'm like, sir, are you for real? Like, <laughs> you don't think this again? Like, be for real? Yeah, and they're like teenagers, aren't they? Are they maybe at that at, at the oldest? Don't. At the oldest, they're like in their uh, early twenties. You think they're not keeping mm-hmm. secrets? Like. Come on, Magnus. If, especially <laughs> if you're if the bureaus, if the if the Department of Investigation, Supernatural's investigations, whole through line continually is as they're giving Amari, we got this handled. We know what's going on. Why would they tell you? Yep. Come on. Come on. Um. 
So Amari's like, I didn't know, which again, duh, of course she didn't why know. Why would Lara, she? Like, if Magnus doesn't know, why would Amari know? So um, a loud ooh comes from inside the training gym. Um, so they all like kind of peek to see what happened. Or really, so Lara lets Dylan pull her away. And then she peeks in time to see Brian Lee lying on the floor, rubbing his shoulder. Magnus is like, bobbed when you should have weaved. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> gives him an ice pack. Billy Pogo's next. Um, Can we also, sorry, one second, talk about how that is the most useless uh, advice. Bobbed when you should have weaved. What is a bob and what is a weave? Because a bob is a bob and weave. like a bob is like a bobbing for apples. Like it's like a motion, like you're, you're back and back and forth, like bobbing in, bobbing out. He don't know. We're he weaving. was just trying to give you something. He was trying to, he was just like, <laughs> sucks to suck, kid. That is useless. <laughs> but I feel like weaving is like a zigzag kind of thing. Like what, uh, was it Brant? No, what is the kid Stark? Rickard Stark should have done whenever he was on the field trying to run to Jon Snow. He should have been weaving, but he was bobbing, and that's on him. Good lord. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, you, know, you know I quit Game of Thrones early. <laughs> and that never went back. But, um, he definitely should have. He did not bob or weave. He, he did not bob or weave. He didn't he, do did either. he die? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Because he didn't bob that's or weave. Nice. <laughs> he, he didn't do either. <laughs> um. So, uh, Lara and Amari they don't talk again. Um, good. It's Amari good. does. Amari does kind of like does though feel like Lara's probably telling the truth. Like she has also been someone who's been like in or you know convinced by Quentin to do things. Um, mm-hmm. but. Again, like it's not like our like Maria is a grown is grown enough um, yeah. to make. Her Can I just say like the thing? My thing with Laura is like, and the reason why I like her as a character, not as a person, but as mm-hmm. a, like I think she's a good character. Is like she seems to me like one of those very like stereotypical hurt people hurt people thing where you just be looking at her like you got something going on at home and I need you to figure it out because like one of my biggest pet peeves I've talked about this like numerous times um is when people take out their stuff on you Mm -hmm. you know they have a bad day or something bad happened to them and like their coping mechanism is to then like lash out and you're just sitting there like getting like Getting hits that someone else is supposed to get. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I'm not, why am I catching, like, what do they call that? Like, why am I collateral damage in your issues, right? Um, that, all that saying, though, that's very true to life and realistic. Like, that happens all the time. And so, as, like, I, like in writing this character, I appreciate that because it's, like, I can, we all know, like, Alora, who you were like, girl, if you don't, take some take a deep breath and go talk to a professional and like leave me out of it um but it also feels like very clearly like if she wouldn't have decided to personify all of her issues in Amari when Amari was like early on being like we should work together like your sister's missing my brother's missing we both are affected by this like how you know we're in chapter what chapter are we in now 18 16 17 whatever like we could have found that out day one how dare you waste my time because <laughs> you don't want to go be a professional day, day one, right but well, like yeah. day three whatever but like you wasting my time because you don't want to go see, seek professional help but perhaps, perhaps as as um a lot of the case in multiple families, uh, seeking professional help is not considered an option in her family, which is why her skeezy father is the way he is, and uh, again, her mother who allows them to be this way. I agree. I just hate it. Hate that for Amari. Like talking about how your brother is the reason why my sister didn't get to see me get my badge. Well, you are the reason why my brother ain't here to see me whoop your tail. <laughs> you would have shared some information. Yeah. Um. So Billy Pogo kind of, he he wins the thing because he has unnatural luck. So he tripped and stumbled his. his way past every bag. That's honestly, 
So I, I can never really use that as a clumsy child. Yeah. I, am, I, am a, I was a clumsy child. I'm still a clumsy adult, but a little less clumsy. Same. And I really could use, like, failing upwards. Man. Love it. <laughs> Love that. Um, <clears throat> so now it's Lara's turn when she's she leaves and then Dylan comes to talk to her and it's like, she's not as bad as she seems. Um, yeah, she well, is. she is, but she's not usually this bad. Um, and then Amari asks if Lara was telling the truth about Quentin and Maria. Um, but Dylan also says Maria is grown and they were partners. So they're going to have each other's backs, period. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> she's, he's like, I mean, yeah, but no. Um, Dylan's like, have you, do you know that song by Beyonce, Grown Woman? <laughs> that's that, that's my sister. <laughs> that um so then so basically he does not blame quentin for what happened um and and is like you know i miss maria amara's like i miss quentin too um so they're they're having a little a little bonding moment you know um help each other just commiserating you know um and like talking about how they're kind of feeling alone dylan talks about how um even though Lara and he are twins, they're very different and aren't super close. Um, and how he's more like Maria. Um, and well, saying that, so more like Maria, happy to stay in the background. Um, and then it's like, I know she's famous, but like she was more, she was more than like happy to give Quentin the spotlight. You know, she was doing her job and then mm-hmm. this happened, but she wasn't like seeking it out. Um, so then cheers go up in the training gym, which means Lara must have made it too. Um, and then Dylan starts the door. He stops and he's like, you're a natural in sprints. Just take your time. Um, and like, don't think before you go past the last bag, just take a leap of faith. And then like, you know, you got this. So then he goes, um, and he makes it across and then it's Amari's turn. I mean, like, you know, they're, they're, he's trying yeah an attempt was made an attempt was made he's still been very he's been going back and forth a lot and like we are not at the end of the chapter yet um Mm -hmm. but it's a lot of back and forth i think though like this conversation made me think about like when he's saying like he's more like maria and stuff it's like he also like i have a brother like this like they just seek peace and so mm. he's not sticking up for Amari because he doesn't have the energy. It feels like he's not sticking up for Amari in my reading because he doesn't have the energy to like do battle with Laura. And it's easier to just like let her be over there doing whatever. And she's just, and he's just going to be quiet. And because they're twins, he like also recognizes that he can't really separate himself from her. And people are going to assume that, like, what she does and what she says, he also believes and supports. And so it's like, damn, if I do, damn, if I should speak up, but why he should speak up? Like, Like, I, I I'm not like, you know, it's like he just doesn't have that. Like, he doesn't have the energy or the willpower to like challenge. Yeah, which is like, you know, do better, sir. Like. Mm-hmm. Stick up for what's right. And, but he and he check needs Moreau's words more than Amari does in this moment. Be better. Be better. You know. Um. So yeah. So now it's Amari's turn. Um. She is nervous. Obviously, she gets to the top, then she accidentally looks down, and it's kind of like okay. That's Yikes! First problem. Um, mm-hmm. she gets by the super slow bags first. Um, is able to get through the ones as they speed up. She's so far, she's cool. Her arm is clipped by the ninth bag, um, but she's able to catch herself. And then she gets past bag ten, stumbles past eleven by accident, and then she stops in front of bag twelve, which is like the main one. Um, it's moving so fast she can barely keep track. Um she kind of she's just like okay we're gonna do it she forces herself to stagger forward she definitely gets got um immediately but her the hover feature activates so she doesn't like fall out of the she doesn't fall and hit herself she just kind of is hanging upside down 
Um, Magnus is like, it's a good shot. Um, almost got there on your first day. And she's like, too bad it wasn't good enough. Which I just feel like she's being hard on herself because she's one of five people to make it or to even try. And one of them actually bit it. One of them has unnatural luck. So can you even really like compare yourself to him? And the other two. The other one has supernatural athleticism. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think. Again, it's it's the I get it because she's she trying to get ahead. pressure and she's trying to get ahead and she's trying to prove that she belongs or whatever. But like, there's all these kids standing there watching you who didn't even try. So, ooh, that's another point. I'm but sorry. You know what, Bayana? If you don't be talking to my therapist behind my back, just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of getting drug on this podcast here. I'm just saying. Leave me alone. <laughs> That God reminds damn. me how much of, um, like, in chapter 15, I'm just real quick, so I meant to say, bring this up before, was that part of um, her debrief in the last chapter before she went down to the chamber was um, after Magnus said, like, if you want to back out, you can. Um, and she was like, I won't let you down. Like, proving herself is part of, like, her whole behavior mm-hmm. of like why she throws herself into like this talking to Moreau, why she mm-hmm. throws herself into like putting her whole self into these challenges and trying to be authentic with Laura, even though she shouldn't be. She's trying <laughs> to prove herself to everyone who shows that they want her to like act, choose like why should she be here, showcase why you should be here. And it leaves her to all, for all these moments of vulnerability that she's doing is in bad faith to Laura, who actively is going to just dismiss her. And mm-hmm. it's just really sad that the and this whole thing was set up by Van Helsing saying that she needed to prove herself and it keeps getting reinforced, 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 and then she keeps reliving the like disappointment from that. Right, of not doing it or not getting where she feels like she should be. And Portia, if if you're gonna if you're gonna collude with Bayana <laughs> and talk to my therapist behind my back, I'm gonna need you to stop as well. Um, I think it's like also proving herself to people, um, but then also in a way like like we said like with Amari like Amari fights, it's like proving them wrong about her too, like. Mm-hmm. For Magnus, it's, I don't want to let you down. For Director Van Helsing, it's like, I'm going to prove you wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're wrong about me. And so it's the same kind of, like, impulse, right? But it's there is a little bit of a, like, you're, you're going to eat your words for the people that are against her, like Laura and stuff, which has a little bit more, like, petty in it, which I appreciate. Um, but it does also still give them power over mm-hmm. her. Uh, so like it still ends up being a net negative but um, I don't think that she believes that she has to like prove her worth to people like the Van Helsings as much as like prove them wrong about how they see her Um, Mm -hmm. just like it's a little different but still like I said like gives them too much power over her and her actions yeah um so amari's in a bad mood um and is worried too because again she needs to pass friday's tryout um or else she is gone um and her memory is gone and she no longer can look for her brother um so she is kind of just feeling like she's running out of time she needs to get answers so she pulls out her phone and messages magician girl 18 um, no. <laughs> so she's like how do I know you aren't Moreau's apprentice um, she kind of regrets sending it after she does but it is what it is She well, like partly because she feels bad about like accusing somebody of something um, but 15 minutes later her phone buzzes um, but it's not a new message it's a notification suggesting that she sends a friend request to Lara which is like Oh, I hate that so much. Like, I hate whenever on. I have notifications on. For and they're things. nothing that I need. It's like. Right. <laughs> and I, if I if I change the setting all the way off, then I won't see the notifications I want to see. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. if I keep it on, I have to keep seeing the ones I don't care about. Like, like, what does that have I to do with this? me? LinkedIn. Um, 
Do you know how big Indiana University is? I don't know all them people. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Did we go to school at the same time? Even they'd be like, you might right. know this person. And they graduated right. in 2023. I'm old. <laughs> no, I don't know them. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... So Amari's kind of like, she glances over at her joking with a, the group of junior agent trainees on the other side of the food court. Um, then ends up, you know, cyber stalking her a little bit and is like, oh, she really does have, she has 2.3 million followers. Um, so it's basically just like, she's kind of looking through her page or whatever. And again, feeling that distance and difference between the two of no, them. No, because I need you to talk about the one where she's on a street made of gold blowing a kiss to the camera right she's out here on her influencer life she's going she to said, atlantis with her mom for sh- like to go shopping like so. is it like, is a shoot of gold where king midas is like is that all this is it on I the guess. same place is he is he one of the seven great beasts <laughs> <laughs> did he create one of the seven great beasts by like, touching it you know yeah <laughs> Um, Talk about an annoying supernatural. Imagine you hit the crystal ball and the crystal ball is like everything you touch turns to gold. God damn it. Right. I'd be like, F this. I'm going to need some magic clubs to do. Give me something. Dylan, on the other hand, doesn't even have a page. Um, And then she gets, finally gets a response from Magician Girl who says, I'm not, I promise. Tell you what, since she's proven, (laughs) which is like, first of all, I'm not, I promise is not. Like, I, oh, I, I promise. so believe you now. Like, I so believe you. Come on. And then it's like, since you've proven you can keep my secret, why don't we meet face to face? And I'm just like, stranger no. danger. Let's not do Yes. This. How about no? No. Um, but Elsie, before Amari can even, she, she reads the message and the kind of was just like in shock. Um, Elsie shows up like, your aura is extremely purple. Um, what does that mean, Elsie? I need you to say purple means. So <laughs> it X. says that it it can be tricky, but usually means someone's feeling overwhelmed. Um, and because Amari still can't tell her about Magician Girl, um, she says she tells her that it's about the tryout. Oh, wait, um, I just love that purple means overwhelmed because it's pink. I mean, it's blue and pink, so that's two different emotions put together. You're overwhelmed and purple. Mm. I didn't think about it like that. Mm. Nice. Of course, it's smart, y'all. <laughs> um, I don't know if you knew that. So, yeah, Amari's like, it's a tryout. You know how bad I funked the first test. Um, and I'm sure you have to know. They said uh, they say that you can't really prepare for the first junior agent tryout, but I'm sure you have to know something. Um, Elsie's like, I mean, maybe you don't. Amari asks if Elsie knows what uh, her trial or tryout will be. Um, but And so Elsie's like, a test, but junior researcher and junior agent are very different. So Amari ends up asking uh, Elsie like how she likes being uh, training to be a junior researcher, and Elsie, I really love this part because Elsie's like gets really excited and starts talking talking about all the things that she's like learning and getting to see, and like she's getting to help brainstorm with the adult researchers and all this stuff. And her being excited makes Amari feel better, and I really I love, love that because it's like celebrating they're, other they're, wins. Yeah, and, like, it definitely could have been a moment where she could have been, like, oh, this sucks. Like, she's enjoying her time Mm -hmm. here, and I'm not. But instead, she's, like, We've heard other middle grade besties being that way. Yeah, there's, like, and, like, people in real life. Like, it happens. People are, like, oh, they're having a great time, and I'm not. And then you get jealous and, like, resentful Why is it about you, sir? Exactly. And so I love that she's able to, like, genuinely feel happy for her, and it, like, lifts her own spirits. She's not as, like, dejected. Um, they're they're great. These are iconic them. best friends. They've only known each other three days. <laughs> not like I really love this for them so much. Like I'm not even joking. Um, so about ten minutes after ten minutes of catching up, um, a few other of the researcher trainees show up and invite Elsie to um go to oh so there's like some junior researchers who are demonstrating all seven kinds of explosions um which didn't know there were seven kinds of explosions i won't even i don't even know to ask y'all what kinds there are because i couldn't even tell you i, I feel like there has to be like bubbles <laughs> smoke i don't want to know I yeah know. <laughs> i'm like i don't flash even know. flashes of light Maybe. sparkles um 
an but, implosion so and an explosion. Right. So they're they're asking her if she wants to come see. Um, Elsie's excited, but then she's like, no, nah, it's cool. I'm going to hang out with my roommate. Um, but Amari's like, it's fine. Go ahead. We can hang later. I should probably go hang out with the junior agent trainees. Like, anyway, like, I should know, try. Let's um, so Elsie goes. Um, Amari's still trying to figure out if she should meet with the magician girl. Um, but is like, this is, you know. She, it's, there's a lot of reasons to be hesitant, <laughs> to say mm-hmm. the least. Um, so she heads over to the junior agent table or agent training table, um, just trying to like psych herself. She's like, it'll be fine. Like, I've, you know, we'll do this. Um, but Brian Lee notices her and gives Lara a nudge. And then Lara's like, you can't be serious. Amari's like, I thought I'd sit with you guys today. And of course, then Lara's rude, rude as hell. <laughs> it's like only people with legal abilities are allowed. Besides, we can't have, we wouldn't want to catch whatever it was you gave the crystal ball. Um, a few of the others laugh. Some put their feet on empty chairs to keep her from sitting. Um, even the kids who didn't, who cheered her on in the training gym, won't meet her eyes. Even Dylan Howard's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like you're saying all this stuff, but then you're trying to like. Talk about it, but you don't be about it. Yeah, it's like you're trying to big her up and help her out when it's one-on-one, but the second you're in front of other people, you're not doing anything or standing up for her. Like, no thanks. Um, And so it's Jefferson Academy all over again. So again, Amari's feeling isolated and bullied. Trauma. Um, She leaves the food court. She's like, they're not going to let me, they're not going to let let her join. Let her. They're not. No, they're see not. She doesn't want to let them see her cry. Um. Then she gets a message from Magician Girl. They're never going to accept you, but I will if you give me a chance. Which just feels so manipulative and mm-hmm. yikes. Um. But Amari at this point is like, you know what? Whatever. When? Where? Um. So they're going to meet tomorrow, and that's where we end this chapter. Ate it. Yeah. Amari deserves better. Mm-hmm. Not these bullying kids. Um. So MVP. I had Amari as my MVP, but now I kind of want to make it Amari and Elsie. Can I make it two people? Yeah. But I think I do. I think I do because I just love them so much. I just, I just want them to want the world for them. Um, I think that like what we talked about with Amari just like trying you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. like even though she feels isolated even though she doesn't know as much as the other kids she's wearing hand like boots that smell like feet like she's still trying her best and she's like giving it a go and um, I think that like level of uh putting yourself out there especially like you know this like how the chapter ends and she's like it's jefferson academy all over again like Mm -hmm. when you have that level of like trauma and and you are used to not being accepted um i know for me like a lot of times like the impulse is to just like not be perceived and try to like fade into the background and she again you know is very like single-minded and finding her brother and like knowing that she needs to know as much as possible in order to do that. But also it's just like taking on these experiences and then sharing it with Elsie and Elsie being happy or being supportive of her and listening to her and her being happy for Elsie who's having a completely different experience in her um, training is just... I just love them. I love them so much. Yeah. I also made Amari Renee Peters my MVP um, because she just like, she's been handed a lot of like just bad, a bad set of cards and she's making her best that she can with it. And she's playing the game as far as she's learning the game as she goes and she's playing the hands that she's dealt and I'm with her. She's doing an amazing job and uh, but she's talking about her isolation that she felt and the fact that like if Quentin were around, she knows it would have it would be a little better for her. 
it just like brought home like how much like you know we know through much how much through this mission she's here for Quentin but how much Quentin would be there for her um is also a part of why she's going so hard to find him mm-hmm. um I also made Amari my MVP um pretty much for all the reasons y'all are saying I feel like she is I mean she's doing what she can do with like what she's been given and honestly she's like kind of killing it like it really sucks that she's having to deal with these like bullies and like with these adults who aren't really taking her seriously (laughs) um but she's also like making a lot of progress and not letting all of that stuff get her down and so you know I don't think she should meet magician girl but she's got to do what she got to (laughs) do um so yeah uh who did you bench i bench magician girl 18 because come on now stranger danger one like 101 i promise i'm not magician the magician i promise i'm not the magician (laughs) apprentice i don't believe you how are you making me promises when i have not met you why would i trust you from a stranger i barely obviously like around in my moment of despair and like coming to me in a dm but not like sticking up for me mm-hmm. you don't have to out yourself as a magician but you could at least be like hey laura that's not cool um you're just like using using amari's um isolation, isolation. to like your your benefit to get what you want mm-hmm. it's very manipulative it's very i don't trust you it's very morose apprentice mm-hmm. um Calling it, calling yeah. it like I see it. I've been someone called what's his name from to catch a predator. What's his name? <laughs> Chris Hayes. Oh Chris Hayes. <sighs> no. I don't know. Uh, I've the Van Helsing twins, Lara for being a bully and also like putting a lot on something that Amari had nothing to do with, um, like projecting, and then Dylan for not actually like standing up for her. Like, if you're gonna be nice to her, if you're gonna try to like be friendly then you need to like be a friend um so both of them i see you and i peeped you both of you uh but i am going to bench again the adults of the bureau this time specifically uh i'm going to i'm going i'm benching um just like the idea like in the concept of separating all these trainees into these groups, it has to be done. But the fact that like it didn't even occur to the researchers to just like bring Amari to the table to come see this thing. Like there's no reason why Elsie couldn't have just been like, oh yeah, just come with us. Like why is it that like in the minds of like the Bureau training that um, it is about staying with your select group and not making inter-bureau like relations and making those apart- cross-apartmental relationships um and I think that is a failing of the adults for not um modeling that like I don't we don't see a lot of inter-bureau like things we only see like the directors of the different departments coming together that one scene but we don't actively see any interdepartmental relationships and I think that actually um, moves how the trainees move and it's a shortcoming on their part the bureau's part overall thank you for listening join us next week when we discuss chapter 17 wizard team is brought to you by black nerds create if you want to keep up with our other content you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com follow us on twitter at blk nerds create at yana wrote it at robin underscore rambles and at poor Shia. Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at Black Nerds Create. Subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter and don't forget to rate and review. Bye. Bye.